You know, this is like a big deal. I, I, I just think this is like, you know, another one of these pandemic era successes that I think when we look back, um, you know, whatever the future beholds, Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and in the Franklin Mass area, FM dial at 102.9. It's a Friday. It's a Talk Franklin Day with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, happy Friday. It is a gorgeous Friday. I don't get to say that on a lot of Fridays in New England, Steve, but it is a gorgeous Friday. And um, it's been a couple of years in a row now, I think, the strawberry stroll. Uh, and some of the festivals have had some great, great weather. Yes, we've been fortunate in so many ways. We've talked about being great, grateful we are for being where we yeah. are. This is just a gorgeous weekend and there's so much. And kind of if if we talk of two seasons and, you know, Boston people talk of, you know, construction season versus winter <laughs> from a traffic perspective. But from <laughs> this for this conversation, I think we're we're almost in kind of two seasons, budget season, mostly behind us. And now we're getting into the festival season, which is all the fun stuff. <laughs> well, especially for us, you know, <laughs> after good, actually doing the budget for all these months. Right. You know, like the way you put it, I never heard, I never thought of it that way. I never. um but it is true. I mean, it. but the budget for the town is uh, obviously a 12 month, 365 day exercise. But but, you know, if there ever was a break, I think you're right. It, it would be festival season would be right around now. And, yeah. Um, you know, the list we have, you know, the strawberry stroll this week, uh, art walk this weekend with a series of um, little events here or there throughout various things in downtown and it is such a weekly packed calendar unbelievable it, yeah i know it's a packed count if someone was considering on doing it all uh, there should be an award uh given to them um you know uh the farmer's market we got the concerts on the commons starting in july um we have movie nights uh put forth by the recreation department on the common. I know yep. Ryan's going to get some food trucks there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even before the concerts in the common, our first ever uh, Franklin pride festival on June 26th, on a Sunday, yep. uh, which is very fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah, um, that's going to be a great one to, to see what those folks come up with. And, um, and then even through the fall, you're right. I mean, through Labor Day, you get the cultural festival again in September harvest festival how could i forget the fourth of july festival even before no. that yeah. there's so many festivals i'm putting them outside of chronology uh, <laughs> but but i think people know um if they go to franklinculture.org and uh, franklin matters to give you guys a plug steve i mean mm -hmm. all that the listing of events are there and um you know hopefully the weather we're having today for the strawberry festival will uh, carry through the summer yeah and to complete the year while we're at it, certainly we'd stopped in October with the Harvest Festival, but then the food pantry does their Thanksgiving turkey trot, um, mm -hmm. which is almost a festival in and of itself because you get seven or 800 people on a Thanksgiving morning to run for a good cause. <laughs> and that's it's a great community event. And then maybe the holiday stroll will return in December. It's certainly been around, but then because of COVID kind of, yeah. you know, took a hiatus and... They haven't really mentioned it yet, but I'm anticipated assuming things continue to hold. Knock on wood, fingers crossed, they may come yeah. back. So it should be a lot of fun. I know, um, you know, we just mentioned like the stuff coming up. 
you know, we mentioned the, the pride event on June 26th, which will be a new event Brand new. Uh, in yeah. town. And, um, you know, and Councilor Frangillo gave a, a great recommendation for the council to have a proclamation at the next meeting on the 22nd to, uh, um, you know, uh, step it up a game and, and mm-hmm. uh, acknowledge uh, pride month here in Franklin. Um, it's really, uh, I would also note the 4th of July, uh, they are expecting the fireworks to come back. Yep. Um, you know, they are going to have a blues festival. It kind of works out conveniently. It'll be Saturday of a three day weekend on Monday. Right. Um, and I just, you know, give those guys a plug. I know they're, um, they're putting the finishing touches on that event in July. So for those that aren't going away on the 4th of July weekend, um, you know, you got a great Saturday night event with uh, a blue festival on the common and then fireworks at, I believe, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, FYI out there, I know a lot of people love fireworks and they've missed them for a few years and, yeah. and all that. So it'll be great to have that back as well. Yeah, there'll be more coming. I've been in touch with Joe and Paul and we'll schedule an audio thing, hopefully. Uh, assuming our schedules align and I think they will, we've got enough time to do that. So that'll happen. And then certainly all the events and the of each of the days and the blues festival on that. I believe there's some other stuff going. So just stay tuned because th- lots of stuff happening. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. It's yes. Fun. And looking back uh, Tuesday of this past week, because by the time we're recording this and it gets out, you know, the festivals that will have started, one will be behind us and we'll be looking mm-hmm. forward. This is why we're doing that. But we'll continue to look back in the community preservation pan- plan. Um, had its initial funding round, which they approved, but now that'll come to the town council for their approval. You know, this is like a big deal. I, I, I just think this is like, you know, another one of these pandemic era successes that I think when we look back, um, you know, whatever the future beholds, um, I think when we look back, I think people have to in town, I hope, really hope there's a reflection point um, as you, as you know, if you follow the stuff, I, I am having a lot of reflectiveness and as, as we come out of the pandemic and our resiliency is even stronger here and all the other achievements we hear of the AAA bond ratings and ISO one at the fire department, police accreditation. I mean, here's one that is flown under the radar, uh, that is, is about as Titanic and as big of a success story as we've had in the last two years. Absolutely. Community Preservation Act gets funded or, or, or approved by the voters, six, you know, uh, almost a little under two to one. And, and, and then we go out right away and we're able to, the sun, the moon and the stars line, we're able to buy some open space and, you know, we're hopeful we'll have some more opportunities at that soon. And then there's some smaller projects that are flying under the radar. And I think last Tuesday was a great example of one. Um, one Number one, um, I think most prominently is the exterior renovation and restoration of the Red Brick Schoolhouse. Right. So um, I've had a lot of fascinating folks, yeah. conversations with about the Red Brick Schoolhouse since I've been in Franklin. And yeah. um, clearly there's been a lot of disappointment. I think there's been a lot of folks who have um, pitch this as our as our prime or one of the top tier historical resources in town. I also think the town just just quite frankly, and I'm I'm no different in this as a leader. Just just let it drop. Um, despite this passion for the building, um, and the good news is now we're going to be able to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars of CPA money to finish uh, mm-hmm. get the lead paint off the outside, repoint the brick. Redo the windows, the doors, uh, all of the exterior painting, 
uh, getting rid of some of the wood that's uh, seen better days uh, on the um, facade, um, reestablish uh, the structure, uh, some signage improvements, um, you know, as well as eventually we're going to try to get to the flagpole. And, uh, you know, we really want to try to restore that back to the postcard. Mm-hmm. The postcard. Picture. Yeah, the people really remember about that building. Right, it's been a long right. time coming, and I, I'm very sorry to a lot of residents that listen to this that have had frustrations about this over the years. Well, it's but been frustrating. The, yeah, but I think the good news is is that we're we're actually literally out to bid right now, um, yeah. for the work, and and it's going to start this summer, and so that's one of the big recommendations CPC put forward this week, and the council will be voting on next week. Yeah, and it's frustrating. It has been. I just remind folks that you know, yes, it's been frustrating. But because we now have the wherewithal, i.e. funding to do something, it is actually happening. So I think there's yeah. something really, and you know, I'm very uh, slanted towards CPA because that was the start of my career. That was, that was your secretary. Ran. But, yeah. but, and we, you remember the funny story where I came to Franklin in 2001, uh, right after first, Jeff first introduction to Franklin, Where's uh, Franklin? A oh, young 23 yeah. <laughs> year old, uh, you know, probably just like uh, counselor from right? I mean, it's, if you know, yeah. you come to a meeting and try to pitch. But I mean, it, I think there's something unique in in the mystique and, and special about the fact that the money wasn't just from somewhere else, that, that the taxpayers voted for this mm-hmm. and they chose to do it. And now they're funding it through this kind of unique program. And in addition to the Red Brick Schoolhouse, they uh, recommended the money to finish the tip, the cupola, cupola. Uh, of the historical museum. Yep. Um, to make a contribution for our 10% requirements to the Franklin Ridge project. Right. And, um, and also without, uh, that should be really noted, um, also recommending the money to rebuild Nason Street hot lot. Yep. And I, I, I have to make the plug another power of CPA um, and, and why it's really quite uh, unique is we're going to be rebuilding the Nason Street hot lot with a, an elevated, um, rubberized platform um, for much, much greater ADA accessibility. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's like another one of those, um, you know, kind of small victories that really, are, really is kind of a significant big deal um, that we're able now to have the funding stream to be able to not just be ADA compliant, right? Not just right. the bare minimum, right? but, but go, go above and beyond go the next minimum, yeah. like Kick up at Daisy and some of the other fields that have some, you know, um, some great playgrounds that mm-hmm. um, are really accessible. So we're yeah. really excited about all that stuff. Yeah, and that'll be on the as, June 22nd agenda. Right. And as much as we've talked about engagement and respectfully, as far as the budget is concerned, there's as much as we can advocate for things, you, you're limited respectfully in terms of what you can do with the budget. That's right. The Community Preservation Act and the Community Preservation Committee process is truly where it can be responsive to community needs. And with the hearings, uh, clearly pickleballs, no, they're not in this one. Pickleball courts are on at least the list yeah. for future addressment. And that in itself is the process. So yeah. Those that, ladies that came good. to the CPA public hearing and pitched the pickleball court, you know, were probably some of my favorite citizen feedback um, since I've been in Franklin. You know, they showed up with the t-shirts, Life is good t-shirts with pickleball. Yep. They clearly have a lot of fun. They were positive, um, value added. They weren't angry that mm-hmm. we weren't able to get to it this year and maybe the next year funding it. It still may be a couple of years out before they're actually built. Um, but I just they were like some of my favorite people that that came out to just 
give us their feelings and, and they made a nice little pitch and it was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I think people should be appreciative of it. And if people are out there doing advocacy work, there's your model. Right. <laughs> those, yeah. those folks were really well. They did a really great Absolutely. job. I thought it was great. Yeah. And kind of continuing that engagement theme and advocacy, clearly, while it will have passed us, but there'll be more opportunities. The EDC is determining their shortlist for the overall MAP sir recommendations, and that'll get determined at the August meeting. So between now and then, contact your EDC members. Including today at the Strawberry Stroll booth, which by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But Contact your EDC members and your planning board members and uh, Mr. Hunchard from the ZBA. All seven are on the board and we're trying to make this fun for everybody uh, and not drive the staff also insane. Um, uh, You know, put them over the edge Mm -hmm. with uh, 30 number one priorities, right? Right. We've asked them to say you get three votes, seven members, you know, the ones that come out on top are the ones that come out on top. And we're going to bite off what we can chew. And we're going to make sure that I think one thing the committee agrees on is this needs to be slow and steady and done where what goes forward through the, the zoning process after these recommendations, um, you know, stakeholders have an opportunity to catch up with us. Um, and I think that was an important point made by Beth and Greg and a couple of others. And, uh, you know, we'd like to do that. So August 10th is the day they'll vote on some recommendations. Uh, if any participants out there are listening to this, mark your calendars. And to your point, Steve, get in touch with the, um, just for naming them, we're going to do it for the record. Uh, Councillor Hamlin is the chair of the EDC. Councillor Jones, Councillor Sheridan, and Councillor Frangillo, the other members. The two elected planning board members that are on the committee are Beth Whirling and Greg Rondo, the chair of the planning board. And the chair of the Zoning Board of Appeals, Bruce Hunterhart, is the seventh member uh, who's appointed. But um, Bruce is unquestionably one of the more, most knowledgeable people uh, on zoning in Franklin. Um, he's been doing this stuff for a real long time. and His expertise and in, in, in opinions on these things are valid. And I think when you look at the board, you see a very diverse set of folks that come from different factions and represent different factions in the mm-hmm. community. And that's yeah. the idea behind getting each of their feedback and get some votes on the table of their biggest priorities. Um, and as I joked the other night, I, I hope some citizens who have been following this along, you know, might kind of wait on the edge of their seat a little bit and, and think, well, what, you know, Councilor Frangelo obviously has 10 big priorities. Sure. He's going to have a hard time willing down his three to pick three. Um, you know, somebody like Bruce or Greg who've been doing this or Beth have been doing this a long time and they're very, very talented in these fields. Um, you know, may have a very clear vision of what they think could work. And I think mm-hmm. it's going to be fascinating to see and hear what each of their viewpoints is on, on where Franklin should go next. Yeah. And to reinforce that point, clearly it's to start because with resources, you can only do so much at a time. So yeah, there's 11 recommendations. There may actually be others that are related to that, that haven't been come on that. So we'll pick quote three, see what bubbles up. And when I was doing the simple math the other night, okay, there's 11 opportunities at a minimum, 14, two, two people, three votes, that's 21 votes across 11. So even if you did perfect math, that's about what, two something per, mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully they don't go level, level, level. Hopefully there's a bubble up. So something gets eight or nine or whatever number works out to be. And thereby you get to prioritize at least the work going forward, which doesn't mean... 
as we've said, that the rest of it doesn't get done. Yeah. This is just the start because that entire process, once the department, i.e. planning and community development, et cetera, and the rest of the staff come up with a particular proposal, it still has to go through, what, two to three months of planning board, town council hearings, et cetera, et cetera, before it could get passed. So on the details, especially, right? That's where the devil's in the details. And you're right. Uh, multiple public hearings, there's plenty of opportunity for engagement. This is the start of the process. Um, it's not too late to get involved. And you can certainly join in later, but might as well get, get involved now. And again, mark calendars. Um, August 10th, it, there's not going to be another meeting after it. Um, it's kind of a summer preview. Um, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, Steve, about how we're in festival season. And, and, and that's, that's true from a budget perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, I, I, you know, a lot of people ask me all the time, can't you just can't you not do any work or any significant stuff over the summer? And unfortunately, there's just literally too much being asked of us right now. Um, right. And so we have to continue uh, our work through the summer, through July and August, because there's just a lot of great stuff going on. And, um, you know, a couple of other things to note uh, as summer preview, in addition to the zoning study and the recommendations, um, Davis Thayer is going to likely be coming over to the council uh, this week. It's anticipated that the school committee is going to be voting um, this coming week um, to declare its surplus disposition property, um, which will then go through and trigger, unfortunately, a months-long paperwork process. Hmm. Um, If the school committee does, in fact, um, vote uh, to, to... Declare that surplus, uh, which is still, I, I should note, is a big if um, because they're going to meet on Tuesday this week. But um, as we all know, many times, I think many of the school committee members and the superintendent have been on the record suggesting to declare it surplus. Um, if it moves over to us, it will it will trigger a months long conversation, uh, paperwork uh, portion of things. Mm-hmm. But I think the appetite <laughs> from the public and the council will want to be getting to start um, you know, the public process of what is it and how are we going to deal with right. the future of Davis there? And so that'll be something that citizens are going to want to, um, listen to sure. uh, and keep their eyes open to over the summer. And then in August, um, you know, Alicia in my office and I are going to do an overview on the town's clean energy and green community status all things net zero, if you want to kind of pitch it that way. Absolutely. Um, we yep. know there are some ideas in the community, which are great. Um, I also have to set some expectations, but I also said to a lot of folks, look, you know, we've, we have not as a town done the best job we can communicating about the, about the comprehensive status of what we do as an organization. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's a great moment, um, you know, to, to, to kind of reset past, future, and present of where we're going with, with our uh, status as a green community. So people should tune in in the August council meeting for that if they're looking for those details. And then finally, the downtown parking. Everybody's favorite uh, issue, mm, Steve, favorite in the town parking issue. lot. Absolutely. <laughs> one of the EC goals. Um, we're working on, a, on, a, on some drafts. Um, there's been a few public meetings already uh, with some disagreement. Um, but over the summer, we expect uh, hopefully some more movement on that if we can get some consensus. So that's something else that people uh, should be paying attention to throughout the summer. So I encourage everybody 
franklinma.gov. Go down to email notifications. Uh, there's a subscription list right there for job opportunities, meeting agendas, legal notices. Sign up for those uh, and you'll get all of this information right to your inbox. And stay informed. You can also find out other details along with those at Franklin Matters, of course. <laughs> so there's there's plenty of opportunities to find out what's going on and keep involved and keep aware. Um, and as we talk a number of times, it, we do this because Franklin matters. Well, thank you for taking time today, Jamie. Have a good rest of the day. Good weekend, too, because it's going to be a glorious weekend at this point. I'll be uh, I'll be planting uh, my garden. It's a little late. I know. That's OK. Um, but uh, better late than never. Nope. Uh, so I'm excited. So have a great weekend, Steve. And I'm sure we'll see you a little later. And uh, hope everybody out there is doing well. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.